Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of The Hype Podcast. I am your host, JB, and would like to first off thank you all for tuning in. Due to the national pandemic that has recently swept the nation and deprived us of most of our sports-related entertainment, I figured there's no better time than now to start a podcast to try and help fill that void for anyone who wants to listen. It also gave me something to do and work on during my extended time indoors. Hype, standing for Helping Youth Players Excel, looks to do just that. Through interviewing proven players, coaches, trainers, and other sports-related personalities from all levels, we hope to educate, entertain, and inspire our audience. So for this first episode, I got the chance to do an over-the-phone interview with a couple of guys who fought their way up from playing at a small-town Wisconsin high school to living out a childhood dream. Before I give anything else away, let's jump right into the interview with Amherst Natives and University of Wisconsin student-athletes Garrett Groshek and Tyler Biotish. Hello everyone, I am joined today by two very special guests, the first of which is the 2015 Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Offensive Player of the Year and current Wisconsin Badgers running back Garrett Groshek. Alongside Garrett is a now former Wisconsin Badger and the winner of the 2019 Remington Trophy, which is awarded to the best center in college football. That is Tyler Biotish. We're making time to do this interview with everything going on and I'm sure your guys' schedule is a lot busier than mine. Uh, So actually, let's start with that. Garrett, we can start with you. Uh, What has life been like with no spring ball and classes online and everything? How are you adjusting to that? Uh, Terrible. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's uh, the online classes aren't bad. um, Just because I've taken some before, but not being able to do anything at the stadium, um, nothing team-related, no workouts or anything like that. Um, being forced to kind of be a nomad and go and find different places to work out uh, every day is kind of a pain in the pain in the you-know-what. So, um, But overall, I think like at first it was tough, but once you kind of get into a routine a little bit and start to have a little bit of consistency, um, you, you just make the most of it. Right. And are you, are you completely isolated or are you still, um, being able to see teammates or some teammates or how are you keeping in touch with teammates or with coaches and strength conditioners, everything like that? Yeah. So we started doing like, uh, zoom meetings, like position meetings. Okay. Um, so it's, well, at least the first couple of times it was like a, kind of more of like a check-in, make sure everybody's okay and things like that. Um, but the past couple of times we've actually been able to do some football meeting stuff um, and actually get to talk about football. So I've been able to see all the running backs once a week um, for the most part. Um, and then the, the coaches have been reaching out to players um, every week. Um, so every week you'll kind of get a different call from a different coach, um, just checking in and kind of seeing how things are going. Um, just make sure that everybody's safe and obviously if there's anything that they can do to help and vice versa. Right. I know you said, uh, finding different places to work out and lift and everything. Um, what does that look like? Are there, are the strength coaches giving you guys workout plans or is it kind of doing your own thing? Yeah, we have um, we have an app, uh, Train Heroic, that the 
at least the strength staff can post um, different workouts and stuff like that. Um, and we can do those. Um, for the most part, though, a lot of guys I know, um, and myself included, don't have access to like a weight room or things like that. And the coaches know that. Um, so they've given us like body weight stuff and um, TRXs, um, which are like kind of things that you strap to a door, um, kind of like bungees um, that they've given us to kind of try and use to work out. But I feel like uh, if I put mine on the door, I tried to uh, see if it could hold me a couple times and I wasn't sure how much longer the door could last. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I'll trust one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is interesting, and it'll be interesting to see how all this plays out. And I really hope to see you on the field and to see the Badgers in action come August um, with all the uncertainty, all the talk about postponement with college football and the NFL. Um, So it'll be interesting to see it all play out. They they actually um, talked about possibly doing just the conference games too um so things like that so for us it kind of stink if uh like we if we weren't able to play at lambeau um against notre dame under the lights um that one kind of stinks but at least they're they're ready worst case scenario and at least talking about it to to make sure that we have football in the fall at least yeah that would be unfortunate and also wouldn't give you guys time to kind of warm up for the conference play and everything um and i know a lot of work goes into those big games like the notre dame one um kind of like the lsu one from a couple years ago so that would be kind of unfortunate now tyler i know your situation is probably a little bit different Uh, for those of you who don't know tyler's declared for the nfl draft and is currently projected to be a second to third round selection but um, as you know, you never know um, where he'll fall. So, Tyler, how crazy has this whole process been for you? Um, you know, it's definitely been an uncommon experience. Um, I think, yeah, everyone can say that. Um, it's, it's definitely been pretty crazy upon, like, um, the whole process of a normal draft process would work. Um, you know, you're not really going out and, um, you know, seeing coaches – you're not flying around and seeing facilities. You're just, like Garrett said, using Zoom. And we I just had a, a Zoom call yesterday and, you know, just talking through film with coaches and everything like that. It's um, it's a little bit different because you have to keep flipping through the um, the same uh, Zoom call. You have to keep flipping through each coach and uh, talk to them specifically. And they're not all on one uh, – <coughs> excuse me – all on one um, – platform so it's been interesting and um especially the process i mean i think wisconsin was like one of the last pro days to actually be able to um to do it and to uh perform and everything so that was very fortunate for me to uh see coaches there and um you know this whole process and you kind of want to you want to just go home and just kind of spend time with your family and um, i'm out here in california still so it's um it's definitely been a process of just learning about yourself and you know what you, what you can do in your spare time and obviously we have a lot of that right now and um, especially with all the quarantine stuff everyone wants to stay safe so um especially with working out and staying in shape um it's been a difficult time but you know you make the most out of it like like garrett said before with the workouts and everything you find out 
what you can do and then you just maximize your opportunities each day so um yeah it's definitely been crazy you said you're out in california uh what is what are you doing out there and is that kind of just for workouts or for is that a requirement so i I came out here for um for training to begin with um after the season and um i i had a a minor uh, shoulder surgery and after that, I came out here to still train, so I can able to do a pro day and to uh, put offensive line position work on film to send out to GM. So I, after the combine, I stayed out here so I could uh, keep getting stronger. And then um, I finally got cleared, and um, so then I just did my pro day um, yesterday. And um, thankfully, we had a better weather here in California. We had actually rained for the last four days before that, so um, it was very fortunate for me to get that on tape and to get out to GMs in. Um, because a lot of people don't have that right now and um, their situations and a lot of pro days got canceled. So um, I'm very fortunate I could give out tape of where I'm at right now to all the coaches. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to going home. I'm going to go home tomorrow. So it's, um, it's definitely going to be a, a blessing to see my family again after months. So. Hey. Yeah. I can't even imagine, especially with all this going on, going on around us. Um, I guess, you know, you said you talked to coaches um, through Zoom. Are there any teams that you feel like you've really connected with? Or um, if you had to guess, what three teams have you connected with the best? And you would guess that they would take you. Um, you know, it's really, it's, it's kind of like a wild card, man. Like I've, at the Combine, you know, I've talked to a lot of teams. I, I'm pretty sure I talked to, every, I'm pretty sure I talked to like every team almost, um, in a way, and some uh, interviews were informal at the combine, and then some were formal. And and like more so formal interviews, want to get some more know your background, and um, and sometimes informal or informals are just as good about where you're at. And um, so you know, I have some Zoom calls too, and it's kind of like up in the air, man. Like I, I thought I always built great connections with all these coaches. Honestly, I have I've never had a bad experience with one of them, and I've never had. Um, any downside or anything I, I feel like I've connected to each system very well and um, you know honestly it's like I said it's kind of like a wild card and come draft day it's wherever I end up I end up so right and do you have any draft day plans lined up yet um, honestly just to spend time with uh, my family um, especially with the quarantine stuff I really don't know how the situation is going to go down but um, I'm definitely going to be home with my immediate family my mom dad my brother for sure um, but just in what situation we're going to be at at that time. Um, you know, there's a couple of weeks ahead of time, so hopefully we'll stay healthy and everything like that. Um, but just to sit down and relax and um, just wait for the call. Yeah, it should be interesting with this year's draft. Um, it sounds like they're doing it all through Zoom. I've heard a lot of criticism with that, saying that there's going to be hackers. or um, So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out as it <laughs> Has it even hit you yet that um, in about two weeks you could be on the same team as players like Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, guys like that? You know, it, it's definitely a great um, – it's, it's going to be a great experience no matter what, I think. And all I've been watching is honestly NFL film for the last, you know, how many months. So to be able to um, actually go out there and compete with them and um, to build relations with them. It's, it's honestly a, a really um, thing I look forward to. And um, 
you know, obviously it won't hit me until I'm actually there with them. And hopefully I will get, get there sooner than later with all this uh, quarantine stuff. So, um, but definitely I'm looking forward to it and, um, you know, I'm really, I'm really excited. So it's just incredible to think about and, uh, definitely should be an amazing experience for you and your family come draft night. So I wish you the best of luck. Um, thank you. As I mentioned to you guys earlier, this podcast is geared towards uh, more of the behind-the-scenes work, how you guys got to where you are today. Um, so to give the audience a little background, Tyler and Garrett both attended Amherst High School, which is in central Wisconsin, pretty small school, um, where they won two state championships, correct? Yep. And both earned all-state honors their senior year. Could you guys both kind of explain what the recruiting process was like for each of you? Um, and how you both ended up at Wisconsin together? You want to go first, um, Garrett? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll go. Um, so the recruiting process for me was um, throughout high school, always went to as many camps as I could, um, different colleges and things like that, um, just to be able to especially coming from Wisconsin when you don't have any really off-season workouts or things like that um, that are really football-related. Uh, just being able to play as much football as, as I could within a year um, is what I really wanted to do. Um, so I traveled pretty much all over the Midwest um, to go to different camps. Um, NDSU... Um, obviously Wisconsin, um, see where else, um, Northern Illinois, um, Western Illinois, um, didn't go to any camps in Minnesota, but visited a couple of colleges there, um, visited St. Cloud there, um, and really didn't have a whole lot as far as recruiting goes, um, talked to a couple of coaches here and there, but that was mostly at camps, um, just be spending time with them, doing drills and things like that, um, and being able to go up and kind of introduce myself to them at, at the end of every camp and things like that. Um, but going into, going into my senior years when I started talking to more schools, um, a lot of Division II schools um, had was offered from NDSU a preferred walk-on. Um, during my senior year, I think we went to a game, and then I had offers from St. Cloud State um, to play linebacker, Winona State to play quarterback, um, couple of school one school wanted me to play running back um one coach that I had talked to while he was at Western Illinois ended up going to South Dakota like as my kind of going into my senior year so didn't really carry over um as far as recruiting from Western to um South Dakota at all didn't uh, carry over any contact or anything um, Illinois State, um, and then really just ended up coming down to being able to play well enough um, my senior year 
to have a chance to get a walk-on spot at Madison, even though I had probably one of my worst camps um, that I'd really ever had my, going into my senior year at um, Madison. Um, but ended up just being able to play well enough to give myself a chance. Right, and did um, did Paul Christ or any of these coaches, were they coming to Amherst games? I know um, Paul might have been for Tyler, um, but were, yeah, like NDSU, he, schools like that, were they coming to your games? Um, no games. Um, NDSU, the coach that, was, that recruited my area was Tim Polisek, and he's from Iola originally. Okay. Um, so he um, he came to a basketball game one time when we played Iola. Um, he had to leave. He had to leave early because we were up by so much. Um, but uh, <laughs> humble brag. He, yeah, he uh, <laughs> he uh, he's actually at Iowa now, and um, still talk to him once in a while. Um, they came, I worked out for them. They came to school and I did some stuff, worked out for them a little bit. Um, they wanted me to play linebacker. Um, and other than that, Wisconsin, uh, coach Chris came, I think he came to one practice, um, came to one practice, but that was to kind of check on Ty. Um, other than that, it was Coach Heron, um, who's a special teams coach that recruits Wisconsin um, and does a lot of the walk-ons and things like that. Um, he was the one that I pretty much talked to as far as recruiting goes, and he came to school a couple of times um, and just just kind of getting to know him and things like that and what their program had to offer and things things of that nature and coming out of high school i know you were the offensive player of the year i believe you won the dave krieg for the best quarterback in the state correct Mm -hmm. um did you have have plans of playing a different position or was it kind of doing whatever it takes to get to the division one level or did you specifically want to be a quarterback i think more for the d2 schools um being able to see like some of their games and stuff like that at the d2 level um, I think I, w- I would have played quarterback, and I kind of wanted to play quarterback at the D2 level. Um, as far as the reason for kind of why Wisconsin it was, you know, obviously a chance to prove yourself at the highest level um, coming from a small school. Um, didn't Honestly, when I, when I got there, they didn't know what position. Uh, to put me at, so they just threw me at QB for kind of my first uh, first semester, and then um, one day Coach Chris came over, um, and I had seen him talking to, or he came over and asked me how much I weighed, and then I went and saw him talk to Coach Settle, who's obviously the running backs coach, um, and I had a pretty good idea of what position I would end up in. Um, but before that, um, Bart Houston, who was the QB at the time, me and Bart were pretty close. Um, he he had the inside scoop for me. He had told me that it was either going to be safety or running back. So I had a little bit of idea after that first fall. I guess with the technology nowadays, Tyler can answer it too. 
Uh, were you guys sending like huddle highlights out to coaches or um, did you use that platform at all for recruiting? Yeah, I, I pretty much made my own highlights um, and tried to send them out to coaches as best I could. Um, emails from if coaches came to see you and things like that. Um, obviously sharing on social media, um, is a way, cause if you're connected to coaches on social media, then hopefully they're able to see it. Um, but other than that, I think that's kind of what we did to try to get our name out there. Okay. And Tyler, uh, for your recruiting, I know Garrett said, um, Paul Chris would come to a practice or two for you. Uh, was there any other coaches that were coming to Amherst to watch you? Um, or reaching out to you at, from the Division One level? Yeah, so um, going after our after our junior year um, that spring, there's a there's a, quite a bit of like um, FCS schools coming in um, and just kind of you know giving their name from like Northern Iowa to Northern Illinois. Um, all, honestly, all the Illinois schools came, um, but. Um, it was more so of the, they, they would give them their info and invite invite me to a camp and um, they would sit down and kind of talk to me about, um, you know, what they're about and what their system is like and what they would want me to play. And a lot of them uh, was for defensive line. Um, and then, like, the Big Ten schools came too. Like, um, like Garrett said that Coach Herring would come and uh, he would come talk to me and, that was before I went to the camp and he, he basically, you know, he told me like, you know, we don't, and this is before I got offered. He just said like, you know, come to a camp, nothing's guaranteed, but we really like to uh, see what you have to offer. And, um, and I, I went down to a camp and I played very well. And the next week I had an offer and that was in, in all my camps going through my junior year um, and my junior year for like um, kind of showcasing my talents and stuff like that. So, Wisconsin was my first camp and I had four of them lined up and the next week I went to my Minnesota camp and it just didn't seem as good because the day before I went to the Minnesota camp I had a visit an unofficial visit to Wisconsin and I really liked um, what they had to say about me but they really didn't know where I was going to play um, and every team that talked to me before Wisconsin were like defensive line defensive line and then when I went to Wisconsin's uh, visit, they told me defensive line or offensive line, they really don't know. So that was interesting for me because, you know, the Wisconsin was always my dream school to go to. And, um, you know, playing for my home state. And like Garrett said, you always want to play at the highest level you possibly can and uh, prove yourself. So I went to Minnesota camp, like I said, and then just didn't feel right. And I had Iowa the next week and then Northern Illinois the following. And after the Minnesota camp, I came home and I was just like, you know, like this is it for me. And I committed, I readily committed to coach Christ. And then coming um, into that summer, uh, I got a, um, or actually in that late spring, uh, coach Rudolph came down and he gave me an offensive uh, playbook. <laughs> and um, he uh, said that, you know, you should really look at center and guard, you know, that's where we see fit and stuff. And I was really, I wasn't confused, but I was more so, okay, now it's not really that it's one way. Or the he other. wanted to play defense <laughs> <laughs> at the time for sure. Um, and, um, 
it was actually pretty it was pretty neat because um we went down to a spring ball practice me and garrett and um we went down and we watched um you know like all the players and stuff like that and uh coach our coach uh rudolph came and pulled me aside when i was watching defensive line drills he's like hey uh why don't you come over here and watch uh some individual stuff <laughs> so i i knew i knew i was gonna be an offensive lineman and then um when I when uh, we came back home, I'd always uh, snap to Garrett, and it was interesting for me because I'd never snapped at football before that. So you know, in the morning when me and Garrett would lift and uh, work out, uh, we would just I would just practice snapping a football, whether I was doing it right or not at the time. I was just practicing snapping <laughs> a football. Um, and then once uh, we finally got down there for um, the official, like you know, coming down that summer after our senior season. And being in Wisconsin, I went to my locker and it was number 61 with knee braces and offensive line cleats. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'm definitely going to be offensive lineman. So, um, so then I embraced it and everything like that. But um, I'm definitely blessed that I was picked to be offensive lineman. Right. And that's, that's crazy that, you know, just four years ago, you've never snapped a football before. And then this year you were awarded with the best center in college football. So uh, that's yeah. pretty, pretty incredible journey. Um, and when Garrett committed to Wisconsin, were you happy or were you like, oh shit, I'm stuck with another four years with this guy? <laughs> no, yeah. So I remember it was, it was actually our last uh, high school football game and me and Garrett really didn't know what was going to happen, if we were going to play with each other or not. It was up in the air. And, um, cause at that, that was, point I, I hadn't been offered anything. Um, I didn't get my walk-on offer until a week before signing day or actually a few days before signing day yeah yeah. okay yeah and that was like that was kind of hard to take at the time i remember after the game it was just it was pretty like you know emotional but very of happy of how much success we brought to um you know amherst and everything like that coming off of the championship and everything and then when you know when he got the uh, walk on and then he committed i was no doubt I was so happy, man. Like I was, I was pretty, uh, I was pretty up to hold back a smile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. But, um, but yeah, I was, I was really happy that I got to another chance to play with him and to be able to, you know, compete with him. And like, that's, that's a blessing for me too. I guess going off of that, um, you know, what was the biggest challenge going from being, uh, you know, the big fish in a small pond at, Amherst playing at the Division Five level your senior year, you guys pretty much uh, raked everyone you played, and then the next year coming in to being a small fish in a huge pond, uh, which is Big Ten football. Um, I don't know if it was necessarily saw it as a challenge, but looking at it more as an opportunity. Um, you know, it, personally, I I kind of like being the small fish. Um, to where you know you you got a little more that you have to do um, in order to prove yourself, and when you get there, you realize that there's a whole another level um, of work and discipline that that you can put into things, um, and it really has just been you know fun being able to keep finding different ways to kind of take your game and take yourself to another take another step or go get to the next level 
Yeah, I, I would I would definitely agree with that. Um, you know, it's, it's nice being the, the small fish, like you said, and um, I think we both have had great um, uh, like leadership in front of us when we got in. I was our freshman. We had great um, role models in front of us and uh, team leaders to really show us the ropes and um, kind of know what this like the Wisconsin uh, like like football team is all about and I think when you get introduced that and and you know the standard it becomes your own standard and and what you can give it even more and um I think we both had uh different paths but I think we both like uh succeed at the very most we can in our uh, position and the team success too and um just kind of like Garrett said like taking every opportunity and running with it honestly so going off of that I guess uh, you talked about coming in and and having good influences around you who um, for each of you who has been the biggest influence on this journey so far uh, at any level whether it was high school or college so for high school it was you know obviously uh, Mark Lusick our coach you know he he definitely introduced us to to always you know bettering like your best and always like driving yourself to succeed more and um but then it's individually on you to make that choice and having Garrett with me honestly um coming from a small school it's it's nice to have that other other person to um to compete with like in the weight room and um to have also with you to lead a team and um that has been it never changed from high school to uh college and it's always that you know that bond that like you it never never is broken and um i think coming into college and with switching positions with me and and obviously i think Garrett could say itself to just adapt and to um learn piece by piece and take it day by day and it's only as big. It's only as big as you make it, and um, if you pay attention to the little details and focus on, you know, one percent of something each day, I think it, you can you really grow from it. And um, I remember one of my GAs, my first two years, Al Johnson. I worked with him a lot, and um, even Coach Rudolph. But at the time, I wasn't as up to speed. Uh, my first um, fall camp, and I just was working on technique every day, and just keep on growing from it and not losing what you establish and building that platform of, uh, of being a successful offensive center or guard of, or any alignment really. Um, so I think that was a big thing for me to have great coaches that have played in all levels. Um, both my coaches or my GA and my uh, offensive line coach, they both played in the NFL and they both know what it takes and they remind you every day, about how much you love the game and how much you're willing to give and to give for your teammates um, and to be a better person overall and and a player too because um, obviously it's you're a student athlete and um, you know grades are important so um, definitely like my coaches and then my teammates too and the team camaraderie I think is huge um, about having team success and um, you know I think at Wisconsin you definitely have that and going through workouts each and every year you definitely build that in your off season and you take it and you run with it and you keep building throughout the season, you know? So, 
I'll definitely say like the guys that were there before me. Um, I definitely looked up to those guys. So. And for Garrett, uh, would it be oh. the same Mark Lusick? I know he uh, really revamped the the Amherst football program. Yeah, obviously him. Um, you know, being able to kind of teach me the game, um, the the extra film that we had watched in high school um, with like defensive recognition and things like that um, really kind of jump started my kind of my awareness and knowledge of the game. Um, and then moving into college, you got a lot of, you know, a lot coming in and seeing a lot of older guys and the, the type of work that they put in every day um, obviously influences you. And even now today, um, you know, seeing some guys, whether they're older or younger, um, but really, you know, kind of diving into their craft and seeing, seeing what their potential really is and trying to maximize their opportunity. Um, obviously motivates you and influences you. Um, I was lucky enough to have meetings with Coach Chris my my first, you know, summer and fall. So I was able to learn a lot um, as far as X's and O's and football IQ and stuff like that. And Coach Rudolph has been there and Coach Settle obviously has been kind of huge and um, just – helping me grow into the, the person and player that I've become. So what would you say is the best advice that any of those coaches um, or any of your teammates has ever given you in your career up to this point? I think uh, one thing that kind of sticks out to me is um, this was, I think, my redshirt freshman year. So it was the 2017 season when we went to um, – playing the, the Orange Bowl. Um, we were lifting one day during the season, and uh, Joe Ferg, who uh, was a senior at the time playing safety, obviously made the most of his opportunity and played really well, um, being a backup and then being a, having to start for us for a few games um, and getting, like, four picks or something and, like, three games and things like that. Um he said to me, never change uh, who you are. Um, and as a freshman, and it was, this was towards the end of the season when there's not a whole lot of guys in the weight room, um, but me and Joe were. Um, and just kind of keeping that with me and to kind of keep the same mindset and things like that. And think, um, you know, when I was younger um, and I didn't know – you know, what was going to happen, things like that. Um, what would I have done and how hard I would have worked and things like that. And just um, trying to do that every day. And then another thing was um, Alec, Alec Ingold. Um, before we played in the pinstripe bowl, um, all the seniors in the running back room got to stand up in front of the room and talk to um, every one of us. And um, Alec said, don't wait, don't wait anymore. Um, you have an opportunity here and, and you can go take it. You have everything that you need to go out and do it. Um, so just whatever, if anything's holding you back, don't let it just go out and do it. And for you, Tyler? Um, so my first year, um, 
it was after our first practice of pads and um, I was playing scout team with uh, two other teammates of mine for like uh, offensive line drills and it was it was a long day man because like we were we were going through a lot and um, you know we weren't getting any like really offensive reps at all because we were we just weren't ready yet and um, uh, Al Johnson I remember him telling me he's just like you know how much you know how much are you willing to give and how much do you love the game um, and he told he told me even though I was like a first year player he said leadership doesn't have an age and he said that you know multiple times me throughout my uh, first two years and he he, he kind of saw me grow and he just said don't like don't take anything um, like kind of like how Garrett said like don't wait you know for your opportunity go take it and I think Rudolph has like told us too and he said you always have that choice and you always have room to grow whether um, you know even like the, in this situation with all the quarantine stuff it kind of takes place of like you have a choice to go out and make the most of your opportunity wh- whatever it is and if you're home you can you know do a body workout you can do all this stuff too and there's always ways to go around it and um, I remember our coach Rudolph talking about how he was always like the race and um, he talked about like Larry Bird and Magic Johnson upon like how they would work out and if he heard he was like shooting so many shots. He, the other guy would come out and like shoot another how many shots and stuff like that. And it's this race to always like better your best. And I think Coach Chris said that multiple times throughout our careers. And um, he just said we just want the best you, and we don't want anything else. And um, I think that really honed in on you know what you have to offer and and whatever opportunity you get, maximize it because you never know when when's the next time going to come. So I think. Um, you know, take your opportunity seriously because you don't know when's the last time you're going to be able to have one. So um, that definitely influenced me in the beginning of my career and throughout it. Right. And that's interesting that quote, leadership doesn't have an age um, to any audience members that maybe, you know, freshmen or sophomores in high school and, and you get put in a position where you're starting on varsity. I know sometimes the seniors or um, upperclassmen get kind of jealous, but uh, that's definitely some advice you can take with you. I know you guys, uh, I think you both started as freshmen on the 2012 Amherst State Championship team, correct? Yep. And was there any jealousy from the upperclassmen um, that you might have beat out for a varsity spot? I really, I wasn't competing as much with upper guys. I, I was playing outside linebacker, and I was on the opposite side of Max Strand. So, um <laughs> The ball came towards me quite a bit, um, <laughs> which which I loved. But, no, those older guys really, um, you know, I had kind of grown up with, with Max um, being my neighbor and uh, him being a year older than Garth. And a lot of those guys I'd been playing sports with before I was even in high school. Um, so I, I had a pretty good relationship with those older guys. Um, and obviously Tyler's brother was part of that senior class, um, to where there really wasn't anything that was holding us back. We just had kind of one goal in mind and that was, you know, to win a state championship and to win games. Um, so it didn't matter how old you were, as long as you could play, uh, and help us win, then it really didn't matter. And that's interesting, um, that you mentioned, having so many upperclassmen around you. Uh, I remember that team was was really good, and I got the chance to go to a few of those games, and it was always fun to watch. Um, I guess if you 
putting yourself in the other shoes, if a if a high school kid came up to you and asked you guys what he has to do to get to the next level, um, what would you tell him? Um, I would I would definitely tell him to. Um, I uh, actually stumbled upon a quote from Michael Jordan, and um, he said, "You know, if you're whatever your passion is, you'll do um, like the extremes to whatever you want to do." and I think that kind of like honed in on like myself and I'm sure Garrett um, can speak for it too of, you know, how much are you willing to put in um, to achieve whatever goal you have in mind or whatever dream job you have. And um, I think, you know, there's always a way and you'll find that way. Um, And obviously some guys are fortunate with other things than that, but um, you know, there's always that way. And, um, like I said before, to maximize every opportunity you can get um, to be able to have that opportunity you want and um, to never quit and never let anyone tell you you can't do something um, and to um, always try for more. Um, honestly, like that that speaks for itself. So, Yeah, I would say um, there's one thing I could tell probably some younger kids. It was whatever you're doing, think that you got to do more and don't set limitations on yourself um, as far as things that you can achieve, the work that you can put in, the work capacity that you have. Is once, you, once you can overcome your, your mindset, um, a lot of doors will open up um, and just be able to, whatever you're doing, um, always think that you gotta do more and you gotta stay hungry. Um, and like Ty said, if, if it really matters to you, all those hours and things like that aren't going to matter as much. Um, and Kobe Bryant had said something along the lines, and I shared this uh, video with Ty. He talks about the relationships that you have um, with people, and when you're you're passionate about something, then you you want to go through it. And his, his thing is he didn't want to be done with his career and said he could have done more or should have done more. Um, and your, your relationships will, um, will suffer, um, friends and families. But, um, if they're, if they're really there for you, they'll, they'll understand. And, um, kind of when you're done chasing your dreams and things like that, um, they'll still be there. Obviously, their relationships won't be the same, and you'll have to sacrifice some of the time with them um, to be selfish, really, and go go get what you want. Um, but just just being being willing to sacrifice, you know, your time and energy um, to go get something. And this doesn't need to be sports. This can be whatever want whatever you want it to be, whether it's music or or art or science or things like that. Um, if, if it really matters to you, then um, you got to be able to, to sacrifice some other things and prioritize. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and like you said, it can be applied to um, any area of life or any profession, anything you're doing um, that you're passionate about. You can apply that, uh, that information and that advice. Uh, so I think that's pretty cool. And then going back to high school sports, I know there's a lot of talk now. Um, you guys were multi-sport athletes. You were both 
uh, very good basketball players as well. You went to state your senior year for basketball. Would you advise being a multi-sport athlete over, say, training for football year-round or going to camps year-round other, going to camps year-round rather than, you know, playing basketball or playing baseball? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'd say, yeah. You, uh, well, the, the science behind um, sports-related injuries, too, and specialization, um, your body gets worn down if you do the same thing um, over and over again. And um, Ty and I can attest to you, uh, once, once you specialize and once you focus on one sport and are doing that thing, uh, 365, 24-7, um, you start to feel it. Um, your body doesn't doesn't hold up quite like it used to but um and for for the athletes and the ones that want to play college sports um coaches coaches love that um a lot of the coaches were multi-sport athletes um and things like that and that just adds to your athleticism and kind of whether it's coordination and different skills you can always apply um stuff from other sports to whatever your main sport is and things like that. Um, sports overlap a lot. Sports are sports. Um, but definitely don't, don't try to specialize. You can, you can put in some extra work, um, and be able to focus more on the sport that you want to focus on. Um, but definitely don't limit yourself to just one sport. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree on that. And I think, um, like, playing multi-sports, like, in high school, definitely, I think, builds your kind of rep- repertoire of, like, what you can carry over to kind of, like, the main sport you like the most. But I think, um, especially, like, in high school, um, specifically, when you're playing with guys that you're playing with football, like, basketball, baseball, all those sports, you're playing with almost, like, the same guys. And coming from a small school, you build those relationships where – um, it's a great bond and you guys have like great passions besides just, you know, one thing. And I think kind of going back to like team camaraderie and, and how, <clears throat> excuse me, how well you can, um, like achieve a goal and how well you can play with each other, um, as a teammate, uh, perspective. And, you know, you grow up with those guys too, and you know, their situations and you know how to help them out and all that stuff. So I think definitely, you know, playing more sports gives you, more of a um, more t- more talent you can um, seize that you have um, just besides that one sport. So I think, um, like Garrett said, like you know, it's definitely a test on your body when you're playing one sport all year round and training for you know that one season. So I think um, to go out and obviously as high school athletes to to go out and enjoy um, other sports and kind of see you know really what you are made of and how many how much things you can actually uh, learn from them and um, apply it to the main one you'd like to do the most. There you have it, science proven. (laughs) A couple uh, more fun questions that I'm just curious about. Um, Who is the best opponent that each of you have faced while at Wisconsin? The best um, player or team? Uh, Let's do both. I can tell you the best player I've played with. I think I have an idea, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, does he wear number 23? Yes, he does. (laughs) Um, 
best best team we played against kind of obviously got to be Ohio State. Um, just how consistent they are, um, and having played against them three times now, and be able to watch one up close. That's definitely the the best team we played against, and just with all the talent they have and things like that. Um, as far as a complete team, uh, defensive player, obviously you gotta you you gotta say Chase Young. Um, you know, just um, going through game planning, game planning, and how much attention he he had from every single one of us. Um, it's it's something that really no other player has has done, or that I've seen yet, um, at least at the college level. And going off of that, Garrett, uh, you mentioned Chase Young. Is it obvious when you're playing guys who you feel are going to be studs at the next level? Does that stand out to you, or is it um, you can't really tell until you see them at the next level? No, you you can tell. Um, you can you can definitely sort through, you know, some of the hype and stuff like that. Um, especially after you know he he was getting all this attention and we we knew that the first time we went and played him he still had four sacks mm-hmm. or three sacks or whatever he had um and just realizing how much respect he really needs and how much respect you need to give him um if you want to have a chance of you know doing your best to kind of minimize him um as far as production wise but um and you could tell even even when we played him in the Big Ten Championship, even though he wasn't getting sacks, he, he was making plays and he was disruptive in the run game and things like that. He was able to, you know, kind of show the complete player that he was. Right, and you mentioned uh, the Big Ten Championship game. You guys went into the half ahead. Um, what, was the, what was the mood in the locker room like at halftime? Was it more you guys feeling confident, good where you're at, or was it kind of, you know that the storm's coming in the second half and you're just trying to hold it off as long as you can. A little bit of both. Um, I think we we, uh, we felt good about what we had done. Um, obviously, we felt that we needed to do more just because we knew how talented they were um, and they weren't going to roll over. Um, they had a chance to go to the, the playoffs. They knew what was at stake for them. And just them wanting to compete um, I think we just we just kind of ran out of gas. Um, whether we had we had given everything we had in the the first half, or um, you know, really our our heartbeat, Chris, um, going down um, in the first half to um, just kind of unfolding on ourselves in the in the second half. And Tyler, for you, um, who's been the toughest matchup for you? on the interior line, um, and then as well as the toughest opponent face? Um, I, I would I would definitely say that Ohio State this last year, like Garrett said, um, you know, they had some pretty good studs of, uh, on their defense. And, um, you know, Chase Young, for how much attention, you know, we, we gave to him the second time. And like Garrett said, how even disruptive he still was. And um, even Devon Hamilton on the inside. Um, I think, you know, they, they were a very talented team. And, um, even though they weren't being productive as much in the first half, they definitely, um, you know, they jumped on their opportunities um, when um, we didn't convert or we turned the ball over. And, um, you know, that's just something you can't do to win ball games. But um, 
I definitely think, uh, you know, Devon Hamilton on the inside of this last year definitely was my probably my uh, toughest, toughest opponent. Um, it's funny because I, I trained out with him uh, here uh, for the combine and everything like that. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a cool dude. And, um, excuse me, we, uh, we had some good talks about the game and everything like that. So, um, you know, it's uh, definitely that um, that team and how talented they are and um, collectively as a group of how much they can, um, you know, portray a whole game. So um, definitely uh, Ohio State and uh, probably Devon Hamilton and, you know, Chase Young, that whole defensive line, it was, it was, it was, pretty, it was pretty solid. Yeah, and that was a, it was crazy to watch. I mean, you guys were throwing, you know, two or three linemen at him, and then Garrett's coming out of the backfield trying to help out on on Chase Young, and he's still getting in there. Um, I know it didn't show up in the stat sheet as much because he wasn't getting sacks, but every play it seemed like he was in uh, Jack Cohn's face, so it was just uh, crazy to watch him do that work, and it'll be interesting to see if he if he can be that dominant at the next level as well. And then... Last question for you guys. If football didn't exist, what would you be doing with your life? You want me to answer this one, Ty, so you have time to think? <laughs> no, I, I, got, I got my answer, man. I got my answer. Um, Go ahead. I would definitely be a, a teacher. Um, I think I would be a, a FIA teacher. Um, I, I think I just love uh, like physical education. and uh, My brother does it, and... Um, He's at Iowa Scandinavia right now teaching it. And um, just with what he tells me about, you know, his classes and everything like that, and growing up and uh, having our former high school coach as a freshman for basketball, uh, Greg Jensen, and how he taught and what you can learn from that, um, I really think that's uh, big into your life. And um, honestly, um, being a teacher would probably be my, be my job. Um Joe, Joe, you kind of know, and Ty does too. Um, you know, when when the time comes and um, I'm finally done playing football, um, which hopefully, and I don't plan on being it for a while. Um, I'm gonna do um, financial planning, um, just being able to help people, um, similar to coaching sports, um, just kind of being almost a life coach for people. Um, being able to help them through through tough times, through easy times, and be able to be part of that journey. Um, definitely thought about coaching football and sports, um, and then then I got to college and realized how little time they spend with their family. So um, <laughs> obviously, uh, wanted to spend time and be able to enjoy life with my family too. Yeah, it's interesting, Garrett, you say um, trying to help people through financial planning and and some people don't really see that connection until times like this um, where there is uncertainty, um, where they, you know, maybe they're close to retirement and, and now this hits and it sets them back. So I think that's definitely um, something that could help them and something that definitely helps a lot of people out. Well, that is all I have for you guys. Is there anything that you guys have for me? Really, make, make sure uh, make sure Hayden doesn't get too fat. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've been trying to watch him. I'm making sure he's going on runs and everything, but he doesn't really hey, listen. Better get him running around town or something. Uh, okay, well, thank you guys for coming on, and good luck this year to both of you. Um, 
unless Tyler lands with the Bears or the Vikings, then I might have to reconsider. <laughs> That's fine with me. All right. I appreciate it, Joe. Yep. Yeah, thanks, thanks guys. And that concludes the inaugural episode of the Hype Podcast. I would again like to say thank you to all of you who tuned in, and a special thank you to Tyler and Garrett for taking the time to sit down and provide some awesome insights on their journeys and how they got to where they are now. If you enjoyed this first episode, please feel free to share with anyone that you think could benefit from the knowledge and insight provided. Please also subscribe through whichever platform you're choosing to listen through. I'm your host, JB, signing off. Thanks for listening to The Hype.